So many times people around us believe that desires can just be bad stuff. It's just lust and it's just stuff and running after women and running after money and stuff and all that. But you know what? It doesn't have to be like that. Because when your desires are in line with what you have been born for, then your desires can really become the driving force and your fulfillment will just rocket. Because when you do what you enjoy doing, you will understand and you will realize how easy it is to do this stuff and it'll even be fun to do these things. So we're really digging into this topic today and to see how your desires become your actions will help you to walk your walk and live your life in a much different way than you might be doing right now. So please stay tuned until after the intro and we're going to get onto this message and in the show right away. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest and now let's move on to today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's show. It's so great to have you with me. And today we are going to talk about desires. Now this sounds as if this can be a very interesting topic. And as we're going to see today, your desires become your actions. It can also be said that your thoughts become your actions. But we'll dig into each one of these a little bit deeper. But the main focus today is really just your desires become your actions. And this is important because when your desires become your actions, then your fulfillment levels will just rocket. It's just as if everything in your life will start changing and you will not have to struggle to get stuff done anymore. And with that, with that I'm not saying, you know, you're not going to have difficulties, you're not going to have opposition. That's not what I'm saying. But when you and I dis- understand what a desire really is and how our desires can be channeled and should be channeled to um, a position and into a direction where it should be, then you will understand why I'm saying that your fulfillment will just, it will just rocket. It'll just, just go off the charts and you will be able to do what you want to do and it will not be effort anymore, although there may be opposition, but you will enjoy what you do. And that is really where we're going today. Now, as I was thinking and pondering on today's uh, show, I was thinking, you know, we can go so many different directions with this, but there's only really one direction that I want us to take on today. And we may veer off in, in some of these other directions as well, but the main focus for me is to get you as a leader, as a true leader, to get you to the position uh, where you should be and for the purpose that you were born for. You know that's our focus and that's where we're going to stick to. I'm not going to get off that topic because that is the most important thing. Because when you are fulfilled, when you do what you have been purposed for and what you've been born for, then things are just different. You don't have to uh, struggle to get things done anymore. And this is also going to set you free to a large extent because 
when you understand that your desires are not necessarily evil and that your desires are not necessarily just to fulfill your own lusts and your own stuff and I want this and I want that. When you understand this principle, then it'll make it so much easier for you and that'll give you not only hope, but it'll help you along the way so that you know which direction to go. Now, first of all, let's start with one of the Psalms. Now, this is uh, uh, David that says here, he says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. Now, how can that be? If you've got a desire for, say, uh, Pink Rolls Royce, are you just going to get a Pink Rolls Royce? No, that's not what we mean by that. But what it says here, if we look at the previous uh, verse this, uh, that it says there, in Psalm 37 verse 3, David says here, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfully. And this is really what it's all about. Trust in the Lord and commit your life to the Lord. And we have spoken about this uh, to quite a bit of length in a previous series that we did where we looked at, uh, at history but the main focus here is, and this is really what happened in my life. The moment I came to the point and I realized and I understood that something is, is in the works here. And for me to do what I want to do and that I know I have to do according to my calling, according to what I'm, I've been born for, then I started realizing it's not so hard. And the thing is here, when we look at Paul, one of the apostles, he says, and he actually begs, he says, I urge you, I beg of you, by all the mercies of God. That is how, to the point and to the level that, he, that Paul goes with this. He says, really, please just listen to what I'm telling you. So I'm, I'm imploring you the same here. Please hear what, what Paul is saying. Please hear what I'm saying. Because when you grasp this, and you can make this decision with me today, then you will see through totally different eyes and you will understand why I'm saying that it will not be an effort anymore, that it will become much easier for you to apply these principles and you're not going to wonder anymore, you're not going to doubt anymore because you're just going to know, because you're going to have that surety. Now Paul says here, and what he is imploring us for, he says, to present your bodies a living and a holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Now listen very intently here. Now again, when you're born again, you will understand this more. If you're not uh, already born again, if you haven't received your salvation through Jesus Christ, don't worry. Please listen to what I'm saying, because when you even do this and you submit your life to the one who created you and gave his son to die for you, Jesus Christ, when you do this, then he receives you and you will see how your life starts changing. So this is both whether you're saved or whether you're not saved. This may apply to you. But anyhow, you have to make the decision. And as I'm sharing with you, I trust that you will hear 
what comes out of my heart through me, what is spoken to you and that it will impact your heart. To present your bodies a living and a holy sacrifice. What does that mean? It just means to say, Lord, here I am. I don't want to fulfill my own desires. I want to do what you called me to do. And here I put myself down before you. Help me to do what you want me to do. I don't want to have anything to do. I don't want to scheme certain things. I don't want to think how I can scheme here, how I can do this, how I can do that in my own strength, in my own way. Because then it's going to fail anyhow. Although you may make a lot of money and you may uh, impress a lot of people, but the end result of it will not be cool. There will not be any legacy that you will be able to leave behind that is good. What people will remember you by Either it'll just fade or it's not going to be to the benefit of people. And that is what we as this leadership show. This is what we impart into each other. And you must remember, when I share with you here, I'm also imparting into myself. So I'm just a vessel. So I'm sitting here and I'm speaking what I feel in my heart. And this is a desire in my heart. It's been a desire in my heart for many, many years to really speak to people to speak to you and I haven't been like that I was always very shy I when people came to visit at my parents house I would hide in the in the bedroom now and then I would just peep around the the door frame but that's it that was the extent I didn't want to go out I didn't want to be among people and yet I would stand in front of the mirror and I would just talk and I would just speak to people and and people couldn't understand that and I couldn't really understand it because I didn't have many friends. I was just at home. And yet I had this desire to speak, to, to teach people, to help people, to impart into people so that they can do what they have been called to do. And that really became uh, fulfilled or at, at one stage in my life. I can remember so clearly. And I, I may deviate here a little bit, but just to give you... Uh, a little bit of a deeper insight here. I remember Judy, my wife and I, we were on a bus on the way from Toronto down to New York City. And on the way on the bus, I just very clearly heard this voice where God said, Yanni, I want you to enable my people to do what I called them to do. And I thought, wow, what does that mean? And then he also said to me, he said, it's my people. Focus on my people. And I said, but how am I going to know which people are saved and uh, have salvation and which not? He says, no, you don't understand. You compartmentalize people. And that's why I'm saying to you, I don't care whether you are saved at this time or whether you're not. Not that it doesn't matter to me. You have to make the decision. And I'm bringing you this news, this truth, this good news. And I'm bringing it to you and you have to make the decision. Whether you already have salvation or whether you don't, this is the moment where you can receive it. And that's when I understood this principle when he said, but I died for each and every person. God so loved the world. He didn't so love the Christians. God didn't so love this group. He loved the world. So God sent his son for every single person and that includes you. And that's why this message is vital for you today. So as you move on from here today, 
you will never be able to say, I didn't know. And that's not a condemning thing, but all I'm doing here is I'm helping you, I'm setting the scene for you to move forward, to get your desires met and fulfilled when you understand what your desires really are according to what we're talking about here. So God wants you to sit before Him and just lay your life before Him and say, Lord, I don't want to do these things in my strength. I don't want to do the things that I want to do. And what, what happens when you do that? The moment I applied what Paul the Apostle said here to present my body as a living holy sacrifice, everything changed. My whole desire started changing. And things that I had for, for, for other things, for a Bible school, for example, these things are there. I know it's not of me. I don't really know how to get there at this point even, but I know that I know these things are in my heart. It's a desire that God placed there. And now I can basically go and I can do anything. As long as I am um, uh, make sure that my, my life is just in front of Him. And then in the, in the second verse of Romans 12, Paul the Apostle says, And do not be conformed to this world. And that's what the world system is trying to do. Now this word conformed here means to be poured into a mold. And this is exactly what people want to do. They want to pour you into a mold so that they can control you, so that they can dominate you. And God never intended that to happen. So then he goes on. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now this word transformed is the word metamorphosis. And this is where this little butterfly uh, is transformed from this little caterpillar. And this is what transformation means. So you can be one way, one moment, and the moment God gets hold of you, your whole life changes. He transforms you totally. Now you understand why I can say that at one moment everything started changing. And on that bus, on that day, on the way down to New York City, I just knew my life changed. And from that day, God started opening doors so that I can uh, minister to people, so that I can take people's hands and I can walk with them and help them to do what God called them to do. And that's why you are here. And I don't even have the entire picture of what that means. But you will know what it means as I take your hand today and I just say, this is some of the principles. Apply these principles and you will be able to fulfill the desires of your heart because now your desires have changed into God's desires. God's placed His desires in your heart and that's why David can say He will give you the desires of your heart. Let me just uh, complete here Romans 12 verse 2 where Paul says yeah, and this is the reason why we're putting our, our lives before God as a... Um, holy living sacrifice. He says, so that you may prove what the will of God is. And this is important for you and I. You need to know what God's will is for your life. I need to, to know the same because when I know what God wants me to do, it just makes everything so much easier. 
and that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So you and I can walk in the perfect will of God. Am I doing that all the time? No, I'm not. We all make mistakes. But the main thing is we know when we lay down our lives and make sure that we basically stay dead, in quotes, there before God so that His desires can flow through us, then we know that we know what His perfect and His acceptable and His good will is. And when you get there, then the desires of your heart, it just happens. It just gets fulfilled. That's, this is how, how interesting and how important this is. Now again, I've explained to you now what these desires are. So it's desires that's been placed in your heart because of the purpose that God gave you and that the reason why he gave birth to you in the first place so that you can, your own life can be impacted and the lives of those around you. And this is very important. And the reason why, if you do something in your life and you do not have a successor, and this is really what I'm doing here, I'm training you, I'm imparting into you, I'm enabling you to do what you have been called to do. So that helps me to move forward. Because when I don't do this and I don't impart in, into you and I don't put a structure together that can just move on whether I'm here or whether I'm not, then it doesn't benefit anyone. And that is exactly what God wants us to do. That's why in one of the um, earlier uh, shows, we specifically discussed the importance of your legacy. What do you want to leave behind? And it's very important to put your legacy out and live a life that people will remember you by. And just at, at this point, our desires thoughts. Yes, it is basically thoughts. It's just thoughts that you have. It's feelings that you have on the inside. And so many times we are being taught, don't just look at your feelings. Don't just take those thoughts. But you know what? When these thoughts become God's thoughts, it's becoming God's uh, desires, then take those things and go with it. And you will see as you walk and as you place them before God, He will help you and he will open it up on the inside of you so that you can walk where he wants you to walk and you're going to enjoy it everything is just gonna gonna happen remember what david said delight yourself in the lord and the lord will give you the desires of your heart and then in the next verse there in psalm 37 verse 5 he's, he goes on and he says commit your way to the lord Trust also in the Lord and the Lord will do it. He will even do it for you. And that's why when you have God's desires in your heart and you are lined up with God, then everything that you do, He will even do it for you and He will do it through you. Like here where I'm sitting here um, speaking to you and imparting these uh, truths into your life, it's not a hard thing for me. It just as if it just flows and I enjoy it. I enjoy so much being with you and sharing with you because I know it'll impact you. It'll help you to be where you want to be. And then what happens when your desires are not fulfilled? Now there's a proverb that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. And this is another 
uh, proof here of what I'm saying to you. So when you don't know what to do and you just go on every day as you go on and you uh, just do the things that you think are okay, but you're doubting and all this, it's not easy. And it's almost as if you have to labor every day to do this stuff. And this is not where we should be. Yes, we can work hard, but you know what? There comes a time where this work, where it can become enjoyable, where it can come become, become a pleasure for you to do these things because everything flows and everything just starts coming at you. It just, as if it just uplifts you and it energizes you. And this is exactly what happens. So when the, the, the hope that you have, when it's deferred and you, you don't really know what to do and how to do it, because there are certain criteria and certain laws and certain guidelines, certain principles that you and I need to know how to put things into action, how to get things to work. And it's all stuff that God has put in place. But you and I need to get to the point where we understand these laws, these principles, these guidelines and apply them. And the moment you apply it, then you will see that the things start happening. And uh, someone explained it to me like this many years ago. He said it's like this huge heavy flywheel. It takes some time to get this flywheel moving. You have to put a lot of pressure onto this flywheel because it's this huge wheel and this metal wheel, the steel wheel, and it's very hard to start it to get it to start turning. And you have to apply lots of pressure. But the moment that thing starts turning, you start applying motion to that thing, it becomes a little bit easier because now it's turning. And then as it starts turning, you still apply pressure. You don't let the pressure go. And this thing starts turning faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. And then you get to a point where this flywheel will just continue on its own for a long time. Yes, you still have to apply some pressure to keep it going. But that um, excessive force, I almost want to say, that you had to apply right in the beginning to get it to turn, to get it to move, that's not necess necessary anymore. And that you also have to understand that there's a time frame where we have to take uh, everything that God has given us and we have to apply it because it's in the faithfulness. It's in the faithfulness where God almost wants to uh, not really test you in the sense that he wants to test you, but it's more for your own sake. And it says in the Bible as well, God tests them for them for their own sake. So God is allowing us to apply these things so that we can trust him even though we don't see stuff happening at the moment. So that is why it's so important that we sometimes just apply the things that God is um, showing us. And that's why when that desire starts coming up and it starts welling up in you and it starts invigorating you and you start getting excited about it and you will see then the things just start moving just to give you another example i had lots of equipment and stuff that i purchased at one time and to do uh, video recordings and to do podcasts and so on but i could never get the the audio quality that great 
and I struggled and then I had to you know rework the the audio and I'm not an audio engineer but I, I needed to do these things and I I tried my best to get the audio as best as possible and I succeeded to some extent however at one stage when I really started uh, getting into podcasting I met this one guy and he just showed me everything that I need to know how to do it in a simple way not to spend hours on editing every uh, um, show that that I do so that I can do the show and it can get out it can get to you where, where it needs to and where it can encourage you and help you to get on the road where you need to be and that's one example where I, I really struggled. It was for a few years I just struggled and I couldn't really get the stuff so right and it was this way and that way. And then all of a sudden when the time was just there everything just started flowing. Everything is easy. Now I can come and I can uh, sit in the studio. I can sit wherever I want or wherever I feel I need to um, sit with you. And everything just happens. It's easy to happen. I don't have lots of editing. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I just give it to my people and the stuff just gets uploaded. And it makes life so much easier. And that's just an example to give you so that you can understand when you want to do this stuff on your own terms. It's sometimes hard. However, it may also be that you have to go through those learning curves and so that you can uh, realize and then decide, but I don't want to do it my way anymore because that's hard. That's the hard way. Let me rather do it the way that God wants me to do it. And at the timing and the, the, the channels that God wants me to send these, these things in, and then it just changes. And then God starts bringing people into your life, people to help you. Because for a long time I needed uh, someone to help me and I said Lord please send me someone to help me. Now I could have gone and go and hired someone but I didn't. I didn't want to do that. And also my resources were not what so great that I could do it at the time. And then the things just started happening. So people started coming and everything is as if it just started flowing. And it's all started with that desire that God placed in my heart to enable you to do what you have been called to do. And that makes life so much more interesting. And, and you know, I'm just going to pull it through here. I don't know, I just feel uh, impressed in my heart to do this. It may even be that um, you desire to, uh, either you're not married and you want to get married, you, uh, you're a lady, you want to get married to a, uh, to a godly man, you are... A man and you want to get married to a godly woman and you don't really know how to go about you may still be young you may not be that young and you might have had uh, knocks in your life which is it sometimes happens but it's not always necessary I'm just going to share a very brief testimony with you it's a long story I can keep you uh, busy for a long time however I just I'm just going to share it briefly with you how God brought my wife to me. Now, I had to go to the United States for a conference. This was way, way back. It was in 1995. And I was, I was not married at the time. And I was going to go to North America for six weeks. 
Now, the first day when I arrived there, never being out of the African continent or uh, left the African continent at the time, when I arrived in New York City, all on my own, I saw this massive city and all these skyscrapers. And all of a sudden, I just wanted to go home. And it was, it was kind of strange to me because I've traveled around a lot in, uh, in South Africa, my home country. I, I traveled around all over and I really enjoy traveling. So I didn't uh, want to stay at home all the time. However, here, it felt as if I can't just pick up the phone, I can't just call. And this was before the time of all these uh, modern, uh, easy communication methods that we had today. I could, I could still call. That was not the issue, but it just felt to me as if I can't really do that. And as I um, was lying there across the bed in the hotel room in Manhattan, all of a sudden, as I was complaining and said, oh, Lord, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. All of a sudden, I just heard, not audible, but just in my heart, I just heard, but Yanni, you are home. And I thought, what is this? And I just kept on complaining. I want to go home. I want to go home. And again, I heard this voice just saying, but you are home. And then I realized it's the Lord. And I said, Lord, what are you saying? I think it happened three times. And then I said, Lord, what, what are you saying? He says, you are with me. And wherever you are, I am. So you're never alone. So don't let this bother you. And you know that transformed my life. That very moment, and it was the first day in the United States of America, it, it changed my entire life from that moment onwards. And I have traveled all across the world. We've been in so many different countries and it's never bothered me. I can go to any country and we've been to interesting countries as well. And it just doesn't bother me. I enjoy traveling. I mean, when I hear those turbines, even in my mind, when I hear those turbines, I just want to go. And that transformed my life. And then, uh, I'm not going to tell you all these details, but then I also had to go to Toronto. And because I asked the Lord, there was a, a move there at that time. It was called the Toronto Blessing. And I wanted to go there. I just wanted to go and see for myself what's going on there. So I asked the Lord and I said, Lord, can I go there? And he said, yeah, it's fine. And I was there for about two, two and a half weeks. And during that time, I was sitting one night and I just saw a young lady uh, to the front of the auditorium. Again, I was on my own. I was just sitting there kind of minding my own business and just checking the, all this out. And they had uh, meetings every single day of the week, every night, because people from all across the world came there. And it was just an interesting experience. And I saw this young lady and um, just noticed her and I just went on with my own business again. The next night I was sitting in the same spot and this it was not intentional. I just went to go and sit there and there was no one around me. I was sitting fairly uh, toward the back in, in the auditorium. And again, I just noticed this, this uh, lady. And at that moment, as I, as I saw her, she looked over to her left and she waved at someone. And it was as if a ray of light just came out of this woman. I've never experienced it before. I've never seen that before. And I thought, wow, what is that? 
And all of a sudden in my heart, I just felt the Lord say, you have to go and pray for that woman. Because she was a small, you know, short, smallish lady. And the Lord said to me, I want you to go and pray for her. Because of her size and her stature, people try to manipulate her. and People think they can, they can boss her around. But in that church, they asked that nobody from the outside will just come and pray because otherwise uh, it might be chaos and so on. So I understood it and I was basically arguing with the Lord, but Lord, this is what they ask and you know, now you're telling me to go and pray for this woman. And the next moment I heard a voice right in front of me. And when I looked up, it was this same young lady that I saw to the front of me and she was saying, hello. And I mean, my first words to this woman were, what are you doing here? Now, this is very strange. But you know what? That lady today is my wife. Because at that moment, God started working something in my heart. And through months, it took a long time. Through months, the Lord started teaching me uh, about a man and a woman and how he took uh, Eve he took her out of Adam and then he took Eve and he brought her to Adam and so many other examples with with Abraham where he sent his, his servant to go and get a wife for for Isaac his son and the wife was brought to the the, the husband or to the man and that happened exactly, I'm not going to give you any details, I'm, I'll keep you a little bit in suspense. I might share that with you some other, some other time. But why I'm sharing this with you, God placed a desire in my heart. I wasn't looking for a wife. But God placed a desire in my heart and when I realized what He wanted me to do, I opened my heart and at the right time, I had to go back to Toronto, I had to go and get her and bring her back to my home country and that's where we got married and uh, it didn't make sense, it didn't make sense for her to her family or anyone else but it doesn't matter, we did the stuff that our God wanted us to do that and we have been married now for almost 25 years and it's been the most wonderful experience, it's the, we've got the most wonderful relationship have we had any scraps? Yes, here and there. But you know what? It was mostly because of me, because of self and stuff like that. And that's sometimes what gets in the way. But she's a wonderful woman of God and we've got a wonderful relationship. And the reason why I'm sharing that with you is that if God can do something, say for example, on a Bible school level or on a job or a business, if God can do that, he can certainly look after you as far as a wife is concerned or a husband is concerned. Just open your heart and allow God to do what He wants to do. Because what, what happened with Judy, for example, she said, Lord, I don't want to get married when the Lord told her that that guy is going to be your husband. I didn't tell her that. But God spoke to her and God said to her, that man is going to be your husband. That was... Uh, after he already told me that she was going to be my wife. And she said, no, I don't want a husband. And eventually she said, Lord, forgive me. It's not my will, but I put myself, just like the Romans 12 verse 1, 
I present my body as a living and a holy sacrifice before you. And then she started following what God had for her. And we've had a wonderful relationship. And the same can be with you. And this applies to each and every area of your life. It doesn't matter. But it's important that you understand God's principle. Why he puts these desires in your heart. And when he puts the desire in your heart, then he will give it to you. Because the only thing that he asks of you is to seek his kingdom first. And that is why it's so, so important. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his ways. And all these other things will be added to you. And what Jesus is saying here, he says, uh, the Gentiles, the people out there in the world, they seek all these other things. But your heavenly father knows that you need all these things and that's why he's saying forget about that stuff forget about all the stuff that you want to accomplish in your own strength it's not going to work anyhow i know that you need all those things but just seek the kingdom lay yourself before me and i will give you the desires of your heart i will add all these other things to you and it doesn't matter whether it's provision whether it's a husband or a wife whether it's a business, a ministry, it does not matter. And now you will understand what I said to you earlier. It doesn't matter at this moment whether you are uh, born again, whether you have salvation through Jesus Christ. Lay down your life. Surrender your, uh, your life and your, His authority and over your life. Just submit yourself to His authority. And you will be able to do the things that you were born to do. Now, this is an interesting message. I trust that you enjoyed it. I really thoroughly enjoyed it, sharing it with you. So please share this message with a, with a family member or a friend and help me to get this message out. And if you've been stirred up in your heart for your own sake, share with me, help me donate to get this message out. Because as you help me to get it out, you will see how you will also attract people that will help you to do what you have been called to do. Thank you so much for listening to me. It was a great show. I enjoyed it and I trust that you enjoyed it too. I'm looking forward to chatting with you in the next show. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.